Praise the Lord. Thank you for your faithful attendance to the house of God today. The title of the message today, Bring the Children to Jesus. I'm going to be dealing with some scriptures that are perhaps not as popular at times in the ongoing preaching of the life of the church, bringing children to Jesus, but also bringing that over into our lives, childlike believers and new converts, and how the Lord is calling people unto himself. But before we do that, I have a scripture I want to bring on the screen, Malachi 4, 1 to 3. I felt this word quicken in my heart yesterday. Malachi prophesied, he said, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that comes shall burn them up, says the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. And ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And you shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. There's a day coming that will burn as an oven. It's the end day. It's the great and terrible day of the Lord. And what we see unfolding in the earth sometimes, these minor and maybe not so minor inflammations and conflagrations are really visible, lesser precursors to the coming of the great day of the Lord. The Bible says the day is coming that will burn as an oven and that the Lord will descend with flaming fire against those that do not know God. But at the same time, he will rescue and take us and he, he will be admired the Apostle Paul said, in the saints, the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. It's a great day for those that know the Lord, but it is a dreadful day. It's a terrible day for those who do not know the Lord. Malachi prophesied and said, there's a day coming. There's a judgment to come. John the Baptist said, who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? There is a wrath to come. There is a judgment day. There is a day of fire. But the Malachi says, unto you that fear my name, the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. Come under the name of the Lord. Come under the light of the Son of God. Come under the wings of protection of the Holy Spirit. And you will grow and you will go forth with strength. This is the word of the Lord out of the prophets. And so we understand the timing of our lives in the history of the world. And we stand, every one of us, in a place where we stand for God, we stand for truth, we stand for righteousness. We are not in the dark, the Bible says. We have understanding. We have the light of the scriptures. We walk not in darkness and confusion. We walk in the light of the Lord. We walk in the understanding of the word of God, and by it we comfort our hearts and assure our steps and strengthen ourselves in faith. Well, this morning, bring the children to Jesus. Let's begin with Matthew 18. Matthew 18, the Lord wants the children to come to him. The Lord's calling the children of earth. Again, this language is going to spill over to all of us because we are called children of God. Throughout the New Testament, we're called children of God, not only sons and daughters, but children. So we have that childlike spirit, not a childish spirit, of immaturity, but a childlike spirit of surrender before the Lord. The Lord loves the children. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. 
Jesus loves the little children of the world. Matthew 18, 2-7. Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Wow. Woe to the world because of offenses, because of enticements to sin. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Woe to the person who causes a little one to stumble, to fall into sin, to fall away from the Lord. Mark chapter 10, verse 13. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. Now, I trust this morning we're going to look at some of these scriptures and receive understanding, maybe in a light we have never seen before. Jesus loves the little children. The implication in these verses is that children are willing and ready to come to Jesus and need only that people allow them to come. The children are willing, Jesus said. They're willing to receive of me. But woe to those who forbid the children to come. They're ready and willing. Now what is the purpose of this coming? The purpose of the coming of children to Jesus is the same as the purpose for an adult, and that is to receive salvation, to receive life, to receive the presence of the Lord. I think we would all agree here this morning that the saving of a child is as important as the saving of an adult. That both need to be saved. Children need to come to Jesus, and adults need to come to Jesus. God forbid that any would push them away. The children of the righteous, the children of the unrighteous. Maybe you've talked about this and discussed this at times with people or even in your own family. What about the children of the unrighteous? What about the children who have not been brought to Jesus? What about them? What happens to them? What about their eternal state? What about their spiritual condition? What happened to the children of the Egyptians the night the angel of death came through the land and the firstborn were slain? What happened to the children of the Babylonians? What happened to the children of the Canaanites when Israel went through the land in the name of the Lord? and exterminated by judgment, the carnality and the sinfulness of that generation that was in Canaan. What happened to the children? What happened to the boys and the girls? What happened to the young teenagers? And the answer is, 
The Bible is silent on that matter. That these things are hidden from us. The Bible does not address what happens to the children of the unrighteous. We know one thing. We know a few things. We know that the judge of the whole earth will do right. That God will judge every man, woman, child, boy, girl perfectly according to his divine understanding and infinite knowledge. And there will be no misjustice applied. God will look after them. But we know something else. We know we need to get children to Jesus. We need to get the children of the world to Jesus so he can touch them and he can minister to them. The children of the righteous, the Bible says, that the angels in heaven, the angels in heaven, behold the face of the Father. Behold the face of the Father. And that our children are under the protection and care of angels, that the angels behold the face of the Father waiting for a dispatch to protect, to minister, to help our children because they are the ministering spirits for those who are the heirs of salvation, the Bible says. Hebrews 1.14, the angels are ministering spirits. They are servants of God to those who are the recipients of the salvation of God in the earth. My, what a privilege. What a glory our children are under. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Get them under my name. Get them into my salvation. Get them into my protection. And that's our understanding from the Word of God. I have seven grandchildren. Deborah and I do, and a few of them are already in elementary school in the first few grades, and sometimes they come and give a report of other children at school and how these, there's other young children, little boys and girls in grade one, two, three. They're already learning how to swear and use obscenities and profanities. They already say things that you're shocked a child would say would come out of their mouth. They're already doing things and watching things that they shouldn't. They're already opening up their lives under their parents and pressure and the media of this world to worldliness and even occultism through many of the children's movies. Jesus said, let the little children come to me. There's an urgency in them. He said, forbid them not. Get as many children to me as you can before their hearts are hardened by sin. Before sin develops in them so as to cause resistance to God and to spiritual things. Get the little children to me before the pull of the flesh and the pull of the world ensnares and entraps them. Get the children to me. Get them to me first so I can bless them, so I can hapto, start a fire in them, so I can attach fire to them, so they will know my presence, they will know my word, they will know my care over them. Get them to me first so I can minister to them. Because then when they feel the pull of the flesh and the pull of the world as they grow, they will overcome by my grace and by my wisdom and my discernment and my way of life and my word and my holiness and my purity will be far more desirable to them and far more reasonable than the ways of this world. Matthew chapter 18. I'm sorry. Let's bring that back a moment. 
I think I need Mark chapter 9 right now. Mark chapter 9. Where Jesus said, bring the little ones to me. He said, whoever offends one of these, whoever offends one of these, it would be better that a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Listen to those words. Whoever offends a child, whoever causes a child to stumble, my, what a, what a horror. That's what God says. It's better that a millstone were hung around your neck than to cause someone to sin, than to lead a child into worldliness, into false religion, into anti-Christian philosophy, into the ways of this world. That you would forbid a child to have a Bible or to come to church. Jesus said it would be better if a millstone were hung around your neck and you were drowned in the sea. That you would be violently torn down into the depths of the ocean than that you would cause a child to fall away and not have an openness to the things of the Lord. My, these are astounding words. The millstone, not the little common household grinder that every house would have to grind some flour for themselves. But Jesus is referring to the big millstone, the big millstone that the donkeys would pull round and round in a circle and grind the grain into flour, the commercial heavyweight. Jesus said it would be better that a, that kind of millstone be hung around a person's neck and they'd be thrown into the sea than that they would offend a child, that they would lead a child astray from the Lord as that child grows up into worldly ways, into non-Christian understanding and religion and philosophy. I thank God for the Christian education ministry of this church. I thank the Lord for every pastor, every teacher, every leader, every volunteer from the nursery up that are taking care of our children. Bring the children to me. Bring the children to me, God says. I want to touch them. I want to train them. I want to minister to them. I thank the Lord for the Tuesday night program for the children in this church, for the young adult, for the, the youth program in this church, the youth ministry for youth camp, for kids camp, for VBS, every attempt made to bring children to Christ, for our Widows and Orphans International Ministry, and there are other organizations. Widows and, Orphan, Widows and Orphans International is a ministry the Lord put in our heart that we should start many years ago, and so we sponsor children in the earth. And again this year, by your giving and graciousness, Approximately 500 children and orphans will be sponsored out of this congregation. Some of it direct sponsorship from you. Others, it'll be the church missions because there are so many requests that are coming in. We thank God. Jesus said, bring the children to me. We have to get the children of the world to Jesus. He said, forbid them not to make every effort we can to bring children to Christ. Now, there are others of you that sponsor other organizations, and God bless every organization that is reaching out to touch the destitute and the vulnerable and children and orphans and widows in the world. Thank God for every organization. There's a resurgence in our own city to the, in the anti-abortion campaign. God bless them. Everything we can do to bring children to Jesus, we should do. 
But thank God for all of you and what you do for the kingdom of God in this area. Bring the children to Jesus. God bless every father and mother, every aunt and uncle, every grandparent that brings children from their family, their relatives, to the house of God. Jesus said, forbid not for them to come. Bring the children to me. I want to get to them before the world gets to them. I want to get to them before the hardened hearts of men and women train them in other ways. I want to get to them before the powers of darkness compel them and pull on their flesh life and take them down and ensnare them in sin and temptation. He said, bring the children to me. Bring the children to me. I thank God for our apostolic leaders in India and Africa that are looking after these 500 children plus widows in many places because their desire is to bring these children to Christ, to lead them to Christ, to care for them and to bring them to Christ. And they send me responses from time to time that there's a request that families are asking and children are asking and begging, can we get on that Christ City list? Is there room? Is there some? Is there more room? Can we get more children on the Christ City list so these children can be cared for and educated and helped financially and helped medically and helped in the ways of God? There's a cry in the earth. The church and the people of God, we're the answer because we don't only supply the humanitarian side of food and shelter and clothing, but we provide the eternal quality, which is the name of Jesus, the power of God. And we release children not only in this life, we release them into the everlasting glory of God. James said, pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the widows and orphans in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. Pure religion. Now, those aren't the only aspects of pure religion, but he mentions two. There are many others. Pure religion and undefiled, to take care of children, to take care of widows and orphans, to take care of the impoverished people of earth and of our city, and to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. Bring the children to Jesus. I pray this morning that you'll have a fresh revelation in your heart how important it is for you to get your children to the prayer room, to get your children into the worship, to get them under the ministry of this church, and how important it is for for us to reach out as we can in ministry to bring children to Christ. Number two, number two today, ministry to a child is ministry to the Lord. Ministry to a child is ministry to the Lord. Matthew 18, verse 5, Whosoever or whoever receives one little child like this in my name, this is in, in the realm of my name, in the ministry of my name, receives me. And Mark 9, 37, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, And whoever receives me, receives not me, but him who sent me. Ministry to children is ministry to Jesus Christ. In his name, in the domain of his name, for his kingdom's sake. And so we understand that what is being referred to here is the call of God upon those who train children to train them in the ways of the Lord. It's not simply humanitarian care. It is Jesus' care. 
Jesus' care includes humanitarian care, food and shelter and clothing, but it goes far beyond that. It goes into that eternal quality, that eternal state of a child. And also, we need to take care of new believers and new converts. And I want us to note the next scripture in Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, verse 36. Note this scripture and note the shift that takes place in Jesus' words and note how the disciples twigged on that. Then Jesus took a little child and set him in the midst of them, and when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me but him who sent me. Now John answered him saying, Teacher, we saw someone who does not follow us casting out demons in your name and we forbade him because he does not follow us. But Jesus said, Do not forbid him for no one who works a miracle in my name can soon afterwards speak evil of me. For he who is not against us is on our part, on our side. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink in my name because you belong to Christ, assuredly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. But whoever causes one of these little ones, who are the little ones? Children. But Jesus switched the language, and he said it's new believers as well, newly saved, those who are coming to Christ, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. Wow. Most violent and terrible death, can you imagine? Cast, plunged into the sea. Jesus said, it's a grievous thing to injure a child and keep them from the Lord. It's a serious matter to injure a new believer, somebody coming to Christ, and maybe by some worldliness in you or some casualness or some disinterest or some disregard to the sacraments and ordinances of the Lord. Somehow you keep people away from the house of God and the Word. Jesus said it's a serious matter. Now Jesus was talking about children at first in this passage. Took a little child and set them in the midst. But then he began to move over into the realm of the new believer, new Christians, bringing people to Christ. And John made the connection. As Jesus was speaking, the disciples got a little nervous. John made the connection. Jesus isn't only talking about little children. He's talking about young converts. He's talking about new believers and how we conduct ourselves and how we handle them. And John said to himself, Oh, oh, uh, Jesus, uh, uh, we saw someone casting out devils in your name and, and we forbade him. We told him to stop because he wasn't one of our company, one of the 12. John's saying, I'm convicted about this. We're convicted about this. Did we injure this young believer? Did we injure this person who was beginning to follow Christ? Wow, better that a millstone be hung about our neck. 
then we'd offend one of these little ones. He said, this man, this man wasn't, part of, wasn't part of the 12. He hadn't been appointed like the 12 disciples or even the 70 disciples, the larger company of Jesus' disciples. Here was a, here was a man who obviously had been in the crowds. He'd maybe been to many healing services where Jesus was healing the sick. He came under the teachings of the Lord, and there came something into this man. He grasped the power in the name of Jesus. And by charismatic faith, he began to do some unusual things. He was a young believer, a young man, you could say, in the Spirit. And Jesus said, he cautioned his disciples. He said, listen, don't forbid him. Be careful how you handle the young. He said, for there's no one who does anything in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. He said, give this young man, give this young man time to develop and grow. If he hasn't confessed me already, he will soon. The truth is, this young man was well on his way to being one for Christ. And Jesus said, I want you to be careful how you handle childlike believers. I want you to be careful how you handle the newly saved, those that are new to the faith and coming to Christ. Handle the child and handle the new believer with great care. If you'd cause them to stumble, offend them, cause them to fall away from Christ, better that a millstone were hung about your neck. The least of these. Let's go to Matthew 25 and read this passage on the sheep and the goats. I think it fits in with this message. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. This is ministry with a Jesus cause. Bringing people to Christ. Doing ministry unto Jesus. This isn't simply humanitarian work in the earth. This is humanitarian work with a call to bring people to Christ. That they come to the knowledge of the Lord. Jesus said, if you did it to these, you did it to one of the least of my brethren, you did it to, to me. Who are the least of the brethren? The least are, we could say, yes, children, there's, the Bible talks about the great and to the small. The greatest to the least. Children are, in a sense, the least. They've just come to Christ. 
New believers are, in a sense, the least in the kingdom of God because Jesus said the greatest are those who have poured out their life in service. When you first come to Christ, you haven't poured out your life in service yet. But if you want to be great in God's kingdom, learn to be the servant of all. The greatest in the kingdom are those who have influence, who pour out their finances, their time, their prayers, their energy for the kingdom of Christ and to establish people in the gospel. But Jesus said, if you do it to the least, those who are just beginning, you've done it unto me. Then verse 41. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. The everlasting fire prepared for Satan and his demons when they rebelled against God in the heavens and God prepared everlasting fire. But as we read in Scripture, it's also the place of the unrighteous dead, those who do not know the Lord. It said, For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not take me in. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Said you might have done a lot of good things, but they weren't done for the cause of Christ and for eternal salvation. They will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. These are serious matters, aren't they? These will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Point number three, maintain a childlike spirit. Maintain a childlike spirit. Matthew 18, 2-3, Then Jesus called a little child to him and set him in the midst of them and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children... You will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Jesus called a little child. Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God, of heaven. Mark 10, 14. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Let the children come to me. Do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Jesus said, of such is the kingdom of God. He didn't say of these. He said, he didn't say all children are part of the kingdom of God. He said, children have to be brought to me. But he said, of such is the kingdom of God, of this quality, of this manner, of this spirit. What is the spirit of a child? The spirit of a child is receptivity. A child is so open-hearted to believe the word of its father and mother. 
A child has an open heart. A child is receptive. A child is an open book. Jesus said, that's how it is for those who want to enter the kingdom of God. There must be an open-heartedness to God. There must be a reception of God. There must be a desire to believe the word of Father God fully and completely. The childlike spirit that's required of us all. Now, there's a man who wrote a few lines over a hundred years ago. His name is Pank, and he talked about the spirit of children. He says, as the flower in the garden stretches toward the light of the sun, so there is in the child a mysterious inclination toward the eternal light. Have you ever noticed this mysterious thing? That when you tell the smallest child about God, it never asks with strangeness and wonder, what or who is God? I have never seen him but listens with shining face to the words as if they were soft, loving sounds from the land of home. Or when you teach a child to fold its little hands in prayer, that it does this as if it were a matter of course, as if there were opening for it that world of which it has been dreaming with longing and anticipation. Or tell them, these little ones, the stories of the Savior, Show them the pictures with scenes and personages of the Bible, how their pure eyes shine, how the little hearts beat. That's a child to the things of the Lord. And some of us have raised children, and some of you are raising children, and some are involved in children's ministry. And you know the open-heartedness of a child. We must teach and train and talk and treat these children as if we're ministering to Jesus directly. Every child that we are called to minister to, that comes to us in our realm of influence, we are like Mary and Joseph, to treat them like we are raising the Son of God himself, for we are raising the sons and daughters of God. In our homes, the way we talk to them, the way we train them, the way we teach them, we are ministering to Jesus Christ directly, the Bible says, and we must treat them as we would treat Jesus. A childlike faith and a childlike spirit. Maintain a childlike spirit. I'm going to invite you to stand this morning. I want to close out with an acrostic. Two years ago now, I preached a message on let the little children or a little child shall lead them and thought about that word child and about the letters, the five letters in it and how we could line these up for our own lives and what is a childlike spirit? How do we maintain a childlike spirit? Number one for child, we have carefree, carefree. My daughter-in-law, Chelsea, helped me with that one. That's the only one I couldn't quite get. A child is carefree. God wants us to be carefree. Not burdened down trusting, trusting God, knowing that our Father will provide for us, that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things that are needed for our temporal life will be added to us. The Lord wants us to be carefree. Let's have a childlike spirit before the Lord. Sometimes we get so weighed down, we get so worried about the things of life and finances. Let's learn to cast our care upon the Lord, for he cares for us. A childlike spirit, carefree, H, humble. A child is humble, not prideful, accepting, open-hearted. 
so trusting. I, a child is inquisitive. How about imaginative? Wanting to experience to do things, to learn new things. That's how we should be in the kingdom. We should be full of vision. Lord, what are you leading me? What can I search out? What can I do that I've never done before? An inquisitiveness in our lives, standing on tiptoe of what God's going to do for us, for our families, and in the kingdom of God. L, loving. My, a child is so loving. They'll sit on your lap. You can hold them in your arms. They'll kiss your face. God says, I want you to be loving. Pour out your affection on me. Come sit in my arms and let me love you and care for you and bless you. We pour out worship. We pour out praise. We pour out adoration. And a child, D, is delightful. Delightful. Don't you love to watch the children? They're running and jumping and dancing and laughing. There's no end of a good time that they have in a moment. They can respond with laughter and joy and all kinds of delight. God says, I want you to be delightful before me. I want to look down and see you delighted in me, that you are rejoicing, you're dancing, there's laughter in you. You're excited about your relationship with me and my kingdom life and what I'm producing in you. So this morning, Lord, we magnify your name. Lord, we receive your word today. Bring the children to Jesus. Pray, Lord, we have a new spirit of faith for our children, new desire to see children, Lord, of the earth brought to you, children brought to you, Lord, while they're young so your presence and life gets into them and holds them, that nothing else will ever be desirable to them that is of this world because of your presence. Lord, help us to raise up the young converts and those who are newly coming to Christ, Lord. That, Father, that there would be a spirit on us, Lord, to build up the body of Christ, to build up one another, to increase the kingdom of God. And we thank you this morning. We offer you, Lord, a childlike spirit, childlike spirit, Lord, afresh, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. We praise you now in Jesus' name. Let's close out in worship this morning. If there's anyone here this morning that would like prayer for any need, physical, spiritual, financial, whatever circumstance of life, if you'd like prayer this morning, please make your way out to the front, to the altar. People will be here to pray with you and believe God with you. Well, let's close out this morning with worship unto our God and blessing unto our God.